0: the name of our coming King, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The other day, Amy and I put on a YouTube video of instrumental Christmas music. Music was soft, the scenes were of nicely decorated, Christmas trees, warm fires, Christmas cookies, and the like. It was obviously designed to evoke warmth and comfort. From Hallmark movies, to ambient Christmas music, to special foods, to nice decorations, There is a real attempt to brighten the mood of everyone at this time of year. While I do enjoy the Christmas tree, a cup of hot chocolate, and watching such things as white Christmas, the real comfort of Christmas is the comfort of the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation won for us by Jesus the Christ, who was born on Christmas. The comfort of Christmas is found in Jesus the Christ. He is the Savior. He is also the promised one, the promised Christ of the Old Testament. He does not spring from nowhere. No, the whole of the Old Testament points to him, to his coming, to the salvation that he will accomplish. For Advent midweek services this year, you will hear some key Old Testament lessons about the coming Christ and his work of salvation for you. In order to have that nice family gathering at Christmas with the tree, the presents, the dinner takes lots of planning and effort. Many of you know that. Before the creation of the world, God was preparing for the birth of his son, our savior, Jesus Christ. The coming Christ is not a sidelight in the Old Testament. It is the constant theme as God will indeed send a savior to undo the horrors of the flood brought about by Adam and Eve. This evening you heard the prophecy from Moses, that God would raise up a coming prophet like Moses. This is a very important prophecy about Christ and his work. But it is also less remembered than other prophecies that you'll hear in the coming Advent midweek series. It is easier to remember that Christ was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That the promised Christ would not only be a descendant of David, but he would also establish an everlasting kingdom greater than David's. Throughout the Old Testament, there are prophecies of the coming of Christ. It takes a lot of preparation for the truly perfect Christmas, and God made perfect preparations for the birth of his Son in the flesh. In the Old Testament, you already see that the coming Christ is to be prophet, priest, and king. Tonight you hear that the coming Christ is to be a prophet, like Moses. Now most often when we think of Christ as a prophet, we tend to think in terms of Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, or one of the other prophets like Hosea. We tend to forget that Moses was a prophet, that Moses was the great prophet, and it's only fitting that Christ is a prophet and greater than Moses. A prophet is one who proclaims God's word and Moses certainly did that. God set him apart to proclaim his word of liberation from bondage for Israel and his word of judgment on Pharaoh in Egypt. By the word of the Lord given to Moses, plagues came to Egypt. By the word of the Lord given to Moses, the Passover instituted and God's people were delivered from the angel of death. By the word of the Lord given to Moses, Israel went through the Red Sea, and Israel received manna to eat and water to drink. And to Moses was given the word of God, and Moses wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Without God giving his word to Moses, the prophet of God, Israel would have been enslaved without hope. Without the greater prophet, who speaks a better word than Moses, and is himself the Word of God incarnate. Without the greater prophet Jesus, you would remain enslaved in sin with death and hell as your only certainties. Jesus is greater than Moses in so many respects. First of all, remember that he, as the pre-incarnate Christ, is the great I am, who spoke to Moses from the burning bush and commissioned Moses to be his prophet. Moses was proclaiming the word as given by him, by the same Lord who would become a man and proclaim a greater liberty. Jesus is also superior because his liberation is his action. Moses was the mediator between God and the people of Israel as Israel's fearful of the awesome God of Sinai. Jesus is God incarnate doing the actions. Moses cannot part the Red Sea, it is God who's part of the Red Sea. When Jesus acts to heal, to, make, um, to feed the 5,000, to raise the dead, it is Jesus himself doing the saving acts. And Jesus actually sacrifices himself on the cross and actually brings about the reconciliation between you and God. He fulfills the Day of Atonement as laid out by Moses. Jesus is the once and for all sacrifice for sins. Moses brought Israel out of the terrifying and horrible slavery in Egypt. Moses brought Israel through the Red Sea. Moses led Israel to the edge of the Promised Land. However, all these blessings were temporal and a type of the liberation that Jesus brings about. Even the best of homes in the Promised Land would be a home for say 70 or 80 years if a certain Israelite far outlived their contemporaries the liberation that Jesus brings to you is eternal. As you prepare for Christmas, you notice that so much of the preparation is for a temporal experience, a dinner, a concert, a small vacation from school or work with decorations put up for such a short time. Preparation that is temporal and preparation that does not take sin or alienation from God seriously. The true preparation for Christmas though recognizes that you live before an eternal God. Moses gave you the 10 commandments and Jesus incisively shows that these commandments, first of all, have to do with the heart. True preparation for Christmas means listening to the word of Christ as he interprets Moses, who tells you that if you even think badly of others, you are breaking God's law, you are guilty of murder or that you, if you even have an impure thought, you are committing adultery, and that you cannot serve God and mammon. Jesus, the great prophet, speaks as God that you indeed are a sinner. But Jesus also speaks the better word of forgiveness. He is the one who has made forgiveness of sins truly possible. He is the perfect Passover lamb who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one who says that he will die and he will raise himself up from the dead. And he does just that. He is the one who gives true peace and proclaims himself as the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus speaks forgiveness of sins and Jesus establishes the office of the ministry to continue to speak his forgiveness of sins in the ears of sinners. Only through the Word of Christ is there eternal life. Only through the Word of Christ then can Christmas truly be celebrated. Jesus came to liberate sinners from sin, death, and hell. And Christmas is all about this Jesus being born to be the Savior. There is great joy in knowing Jesus is the promised great prophet like Moses. He himself is the Word incarnate. He himself proclaims life and salvation to you sinners. He is so much greater than Moses as he he has given to you an even greater liberation and he saves you for an even greater and eternal promised land. To see Jesus as a promised prophet is so wonderful as you can know that God was preparing his salvation even while delivering his people from the earthly slavery in Egypt. What a marvelous sight it is to see God's preparation in the Old Testament for Christmas, the coming of Christ. What a marvelous sight it is to see all that Jesus did and to hear his glorious word, his word of freedom from sin, death, and hell. To Jesus be all glory, honor, and praise. Amen.